0: I would just love people to to see the simplicity in veganism and and living plant-based and really to join the dots and to think for themselves. Um, I didn't. I didn't question things. I question everything now. Hi, I'm Caroline Simpson and you're entering a world gone good.
1: Hello, hello, hello. My name's Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we look for the light and sometimes shine the light into the darkness to discover there's still good and lots of it happening in this shared world of ours. Whether this is your first time with us or you are a repeat good offender, we welcome you. And we ask that if you like the show, why not share it with your friends on social media, subscribe, rate, and review us each and all of these help us spread the good. You help us spread the good. And for that, we say thank you. Oh, wait. There's one more thing you can do. Follow us on social media. You can find us at World Gone Good Podcast on Instagram and at World Gone Good One. That's the number one on Twitter. And it's kind of ironic that I'm pushing our social media when today's episode has a social media twist you'll never see coming. Sorry, I work in uh, promotions. Sometimes it just comes over me like that. So I'm on the uh, Insta, as the kids say, yeah, and I find this lovely vegan type who is constantly posting pictures of the most amazing looking and simple looking dishes. These were before she dove into them. Nothing grosses me out more than seeing photos of half-eaten food. Don't do that. Stop it. And she follows us and we follow her and she's like liking our posts and we're like liking her posts. And then I slide into her DM. Again, this is what the kids say, right? I'm like a great, great, great millennial. Did I do that right? Great, great, great millennial. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. I slide into her DM and I ask, hey, you. Want to come on the pod and talk vegan eats? And she said, yes. And here we are, traipsing the globe, talking my favorite thing. Well, one of my favorite things, food. (laughs) So grab a napkin and enjoy. Caroline Simpson, you are my second ever international guest. (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) Yeah, lucky me. Lucky me. (laughs) But here's the weird thing that I need my listeners to know. You're accent does not match where you're living explain
0: Um, my accent (laughs) accent doesn't match anything i was born in scotland in the uk and lived there for two years but i have a northern ireland accent because i lived there for the following 34 years but i now live in melbourne australia for the last 20 years so this is a slightly aussie irish accent um and probably only an irish year would pick that up
1: Oh my god, this is amazing though. So, okay, let's start here because we're going to go all over the place. You've lived, I mean, I don't think you have probably have that many memories of Scotland, do you? An um, precious view. Precious view. So, Ireland versus Australia. I need you to tell my audience the top three best things about living in Ireland over Australia and then reverse go. You're on.
0: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Ireland. um, The the sense of humor is crazy. We refer to it as the crack, but not crack cocaine. The crack is, you know, whenever you're having a good time and having a laugh about something. Um, I believe we're a breed that stands out on our own. We're, We're, we're very different Um, The third one, um, the green, the green grass, the green trees, everything's green because of the rain. Australia is a little bit like Ireland, only hotter, um, but they don't understand the crack. (laughs) So we kind of gravitate towards our own kind because they get it in a social setting, you know, you can sort of, you know, fall about laughing, you know, and we get it and nobody else does. Um, Australia I like because it's so multicultural you don't have the political nonsense that we have in Northern Ireland that I grew up with, and that was, that was normal. Um, and it, it's a welcoming country. It's, it's a very welcoming um, place to live. Um, I do love being here. It, it was a good choice.
1: What brought you, after 34 years, I mean, you must have been, I guess, doing the math here, 36 if you spent two in Scotland, what was the change-up that made you jump over to Australia?
0: I initially came out on holiday 20-something years ago and loved the place. Now, I came out with my sister and my cousin, my my children um, were with their dad at the time that he was having a holiday with them. and I fell in love with the place but always just thought it would be a a destination um, and nothing more. I then, in a strange sequence of events, my cousin lived in Australia, had a late night phone call with her, ended up chatting to a friend of hers. We started chatting. We fell in love. I came and got married. <laughs> Lifted, took, wow. took myself, came here, much to everybody's disgust, and had a beautiful marriage for about a year, and then that went to the shit house real quick. But yeah, I'm still here, and I love the country. Bless
1: <laughs> <laughs> long-distance relationships. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, what were you doing in Ireland as a profession?
0: I was a delivery driver for a motor factors company, so I worked with men delivering truck parts, car parts, uh, exhausts, everything to do with um, trucks and cars and lorries and and, and all of that. So I did that for the last few years before I emigrated, Um, and I
1: loved them. It was so good. And then you came to Australia and you came for love. What did you do professionally there? Or what are you doing professionally there?
0: Professionally here, I work in local government for the last 15 years. Um, I'm an acting coordinator in a in a team um, at the moment. And yeah, I've been working for, uh, can I say their name? Or should I not say their name? Anyway, I've been working in local government for the last 15 years. And it's, it's great. I love it.
1: Now, you and I met a different way because you are one of the uh wonderful followers that I gained and I followed you back on Instagram. And your name on Instagram is Vegan Food Ideas from me. Because <laughs> <laughs> French French <laughs> is from. So it is from me. <laughs> from me. Super easy food ideas to show how simple eating cruelty free actually is. So yeah. my question, which you're sick of, and I get it all the time myself because I am a vegan. I have admitted this before. I'll admit it again. I do eat eggs. Um, Most of the time they come from a friend of ours who has chickens in her yard and the eggs fall out purple, blue, green. And I do eat those eggs. I'm not going to lie. I will only eat um, range free, not cage free, range free, organic eggs if I buy them at the store. But I also know the trick, which I just learned of taking um, distilled white vinegar and baking soda and doing some chemistry because it's a binding agent. It's exactly like an egg. You can put that in any baked good and your cakes and your cookies all hold together. But here's the question. Enough about me. When did you become a vegan and why? (laughs) I'm
0: vegan because I love animals. Um, I always considered myself uh, an animal, animal crackers, absolutely loved everything that had fur and and tails and just was an animal lover all of my life. And when I I was vegetarian um, for 10 years and thought that was doing, you know, a good thing. Um, But when I actually listened to, a uh, YouTube video from Gary Urofsky, um called the best speech you'll ever see or best speech you'll ever hear on YouTube and I was horrified I was just horrified that I didn't realize what went into these industries um, I just thought like the majority of people that cows made milk and that was where milk came from because I was a cheese lover um, mm-hmm. and I loved eggs and I didn't realize what the egg industry was about and so an hour later my life changed eight years ago uh, on the spot and I've never gone back i was horrified beyond belief and i i, I was so self-critical about it i just couldn't believe I was so stupid and didn't know um you don't know what you don't know um it's the, the the facts are hidden well by these industries the the dairy industry is horrendous I mean who would take a baby from the from its mother and um, the egg industry you know they, they grind day old babies up alive in a macerator because if they're boys, because they're no use to the industry, so I don't want to be any part of that. I love animals, and I don't want to hurt anybody. And then, sort of the longer into my journey, um, I'm not health conscious. I could be doing losing fifteen kilos, um, but every now and again, uh, I get a bit a bit healthy, and I, I like to be sensible with what I'm putting in, and I'll I'll eat only plant based as opposed to vegan, which isn't necessarily the healthiest option. Um, and then the planet, you know, what we're doing to our planet um with animal agriculture and the stupidity that we have around you know everything being disposable and just throwing things away and and yes so that was a a long answer to a short question but primarily for the animals and then for the the planet and for health
1: yeah it's a connection i think and i think it's an amazing connection when you make it and i'm not I'm not judgmental of anyone. My whole family still eats meat. And, um, even, even one of the things for me beyond that was, um, I don't microwave any food. Mm. Um, it, it, my, uh, education in that my, um, research in that has shown that it kills pretty much every good aspect of what is in your food. It kills all the vitamins It, I mean, they've shown that if you put, a glass of water. There's this whole test. They took two plants and they put a glass of water in the microwave and they microwaved the water and they fed one plant microwaved water and the other plant tap water. And the plant that got the microwave water, they let it cool down, but they poured it in every other day. That plant was dead in a week and a half. But Yes, but the plant that got regular tap water thrived, and it's because that's what microwaves do. So I, Mm -hmm. years ago, had all these stomach problems, and I had a gut on me. I look like Santa Claus, (laughs) At at least that's how I saw myself, and I stopped eating microwave food, and I felt better in a day and a half. And I drive my family crazy because my mother likes to cook all of Thanksgiving the night before and then microwave it all. And I'm the kid who comes and goes, Mom, um, can you turn the oven on and heat up the food? And she groans and goes, "Okay, for you, I'll do it. Wow, wow. but, But there is a connection there. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever known anyone who's watched one of these animal cruelty movies, documentaries, who hasn't had the reaction that you and I have had?
0: Yes, my son. Really? My son. <laughs> Believe it or oh. not. Who is it? Who would class? It? He's got a rescue count. He, he's an animal lover. Um, but his, he has quite, I love you, son. Um, he has quite a, a, a gentle arrogance about him. And he says, I love my cheese. I'm not giving up cheese. Yes, I saw it. I know the facts. It doesn't concern me. So I haven't disowned him yet. Um, but you know he the, him and his wife um eat quite a bit of plant-based food um just by way of nothing to do with my preaching over the last eight years but just because they've got a bit of sense you know about their health and that but yeah he's um he would be the, the primary one he yeah
1: he didn't That's one interesting. Of those <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: Wow. I thought you were going to say, no, I've never known anyone. And we're right about everything. No, I mean, (laughs) I had a, I had a friend a few years ago at work, a very good friend of mine, Eileen, I call her Elaine. It's an inside joke. So I'll call her (laughs) Elaine on here. She'll be listening and she'll know I'm talking about her. But Elaine had the flu that we all got that went around the office. This is years ago, but she couldn't kick it. And she tried, she was sick for like a week and a half or two weeks. And then I saw her, I said, are you still sick? And she said, yeah. And I said, would you just try something? And she said, what's that? I said, don't eat any meat, chicken, fish, dairy, yeah. anything. Yeah. I said, cut it all out. I go, go plant-based for yeah. three days. Yeah. She did it for two nights. And then within, I'm not kidding. By the third day, she came up to me and she said, I feel 500% better. So Why did that work? And I said, because the science is there, the ability of our body to heal itself is hindered when we're trying to break down meat, chicken, fish, eggs, milk, all those things. And so that was just an interesting moment between us. And, And then she's, I'm very proud of her because she said, because of that, they went to Meatless Mondays. Um, which I think is terrific I think anyone who does that do you do you, is that something you support Meatless Mondays. not like you're going to say you don't support it but I mean is that something that happens in Australia as well
0: yeah we have Meatless Mondays I didn't used to be a supporter of the Meatless Mondays and the baby steps because I thought well we're not babies we're adults just see it do the right thing and stop contributing to these freaking horror shows but i've I've mellowed slightly maybe over the last year as in not not mellowed as in I, I I don't support anything that's not 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 vegan um but that people you have to meet people where they are um and I would have had a sh- a real intolerance for people just not getting it on the spot but a, a, a more understanding of everybody's on their their own path and um, they receive information differently to how I receive information. So planting seeds, um, doing the, the the baby steps, for want of a, a better word, and like your friend Elaine, um, you know, having the evidence that it does work for you, that, that your body will heal itself, you'll feel better on it, um, then you'll, you'll wake up to the fact that you're not contributing to anybody's suffering and death as well. You know, so... Yes, we have the the Meatless Mondays and Biganuary and we we've got all
1: of that. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who are doing this intermittent fasting. Hmm. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. And it reminds me of of this exact thing we're talking about. Because sometimes I think, and this is just me thinking, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. Not that I don't believe in intermittent fasting, but I also believe, well if you cut out the meat, chicken, fish, dairy products, you might not have to do the intermittent fasting at all because you're allowing your body a break and you're saving the planet and you're helping animals. So there's all that, you know, on top of it.
0: Absolutely. If you're eating clean, if you're eating what nature intended you to eat, which is what's grown, um, you, you really can't go that wrong, you know, unless you overindulge in it. But, you know, if you're eating natural um, plant-based foods. You, you, can't, you can't go far wrong with that. You really can't. And the, the fasting, I, I, I like to fast a few times a year. Um, I'll, I'll sort of get sensible. And I, I've done, I usually will do it for seven to 10 days. I'll do a fast, but I've done as long as 28 just to see how I felt on it. And I feel like a different woman when I fast. I don't enjoy the short fasts, like the one, two, three days, because your body's still starving. You know, it really wants the food, and you've, you know, you've got the headache, and you're tired. And but once you get into the longer fasts, it's like you connect to everything on a different level. You don't have that stuffed-down, I don't know, spiritual connection to things. And um, I find it, I find it a very spiritual experience fasting, um, and I do enjoy it what people need to be aware of if they're on medications or or what their their health issues are you know what they're doing they need to be a bit sensible about it too you know um, but yeah I love I love a good fast
1: <laughs> so let's talk about you on Instagram you had the opportunity obviously like all of us to open an Instagram account and put up lovely photos of your vacation make us all jealous and or of your super hot brand new spanking body and car and lifestyle that again makes us all jealous because you put it through all of these filters and we all are jealous. basically instagram is <laughs> to make me jealous but y- <laughs> you decided to go with vegan food ideas from me and i want you to tell everybody what that is it came from
0: uh whenever i was uh on facebook I- i'm on facebook to follow up a couple of friends at the moment but i primarily closed my account because I just I can't do Facebook. It's just such a negative space for me. I just can't deal with it anymore. But I had a really good like subpage on my Facebook account that was from the start of my vegan journey and the foods that I was eating, because I needed everybody to know how easy it was, that it wasn't hard, and you could, you know, it was just so simple. So when I closed the Facebook page the guts of a year ago, then I reopened um, another Instagram page, and it was to do the same thing. It was to show people... I'm not a chef. I'm not even a good cook. I, I cook what I like to eat for me, but it's easy. I can veganize the crap out of anything. There's there's nothing you can't veganize. Um and it was just to show people like you can do this. It's you don't need to put a whole lot of thought into it. I would personally live on French fries for the rest of my life. <laughs> Why doesn't concern me as long as nobody's suffering, but there's people that wanna, you know, you know, have a bit of variety and you know mix it up a bit so i just kind of if i cook something and it looks or tastes okay i'll throw it onto instagram so that's uh, the vegan food ideas from me it's it's to show yeah, you know, that it's easy
1: and are you hoping to inspire people to go vegan or are you just hoping inspire people to begin the path to enlightenment what's your what are you hoping for
0: i would just love people to to see the simplicity in veganism and, and living plant-based uh and really to join the dots and to think for themselves. Um, I didn't. I didn't question things. I question everything now. Uh, but I never questioned where my milk came from or where my eggs came from or the the health ramifications with what you're actually putting into your body. And I know you're saying that you, you're, you like your eggs, and I used to love eggs as well. But um, there's medical evidence now, depending where you look, uh, that if you're Eating eggs regularly, it's the equivalent of smoking cigarettes to the damage that it does to your body um, with cholesterol and affecting the plaque and the buildup in your your arteries and stuff. So for all they taste good, they're not good for your body. Your body's not meant to eat chicken's eggs, (laughs) no matter how good they taste. So um, I I was at a, a cafe that I visited a couple of weeks ago called Soul Pods Food in Croydon South in Melbourne, and they had eggs benny. Well, oh my God, <laughs> they were so good. They, these were fake eggs, for want of a better word, and they were delicious with the, the hollandaise sauce, and it was just so good. So yes, it's different. The alternatives are different, but there's nothing wrong with different. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just not an egg. It's
1: not a chicken egg. Do you think that people are just overwhelmed by the fear of making the change?
0: Um, people... Yeah, look, there's a, 10 different conversations going through my head with that one on the spot. Um, <laughs> Give me all of them. People don't want to have to, even pre-COVID when life was simpler, people don't want to acknowledge it. You need, for me, when it, once I acknowledged veganism and what I needed to change, it was it was an eye-opener, and I was I felt so bad about what I'd done. So people don't want to feel bad about their decisions. Um, oh, I don't even know how to answer that one way you Steve? Um yes, it, people think it, it it can be a big deal, and I suppose depending on where you are with nutrition information and things. Um, you might want to look into you know a, a bit more in depth into the the nutrition side of things if that's if that's your bag, it's not mine. Uh, but yeah, people can be and people just don't want to put out of their comfort zone either. You know, they don't want to have to think outside their box and add another thing to their to-do list and read labels and, you know, cook.
1: (laughs) Well, there's, I mean, you just said it, pre-COVID, we lived a different life. And COVID, I've said this before, anyone who's listened to the podcast is like, oh God, here he goes again. COVID (laughs) was a flick of a switch. And I've told this story before, it was on the show I did with Christy Hines a while ago, who is a life coach and is amazing. I was telling her about, the day that I went to Trader Joe's, uh, which is a supermarket here, um, specialty supermarket. And it was in the panic. And it was when people were all running in and grabbing everything they could. And there was a woman, a mother, standing in front of a completely open, barren meat case refrigerator. And she was on her phone hysterically talking to someone and saying, there's no food. There's no food. And everything in me you know, this is, this is when we could still go near each other and didn't have mass on everything in me wanted to just turn her about 40 degrees to the right, because all there was, was fruits and vegetables and grains and, and, and even bottled sauces and, and, and pastas. And I'm like, there is food, but your identity and relationship with what equates a meal was in that meat case. And it was taken away from you immediately.
0: Yeah, I, I fully get that because even whenever I became vegan, you know, you were sort of conditioned to the the meat and three veg, and I felt obliged to have a mock meat on my plate, right? Um, because I, I thought I needed to have a mock meat and three veg, not just a plate of vegetables or you know a massive. I, I do crazy salads. I don't just have lettuce and tomato. I have everything in my salads, and you know I I. Yeah, it was just, I felt I had to have meat. So such is the conditioning um, that we have, you know, you need to make your three beds, you need your calcium. And that poor woman, you know, looking and thinking that that was it, probably thinking her children were going to starve because there was no meat.
1: Right. Do you have a favorite go-to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, easy idea that you can share with us for each meal?
0: Oh, easy. Oh, my f- oh, favorites, uh, I just love food. I don't so much have favorites. I just love everything. Um, I love my smashed avocado on toast. Can't go wrong if the avocados are good; it's heaven. I love fried bananas on toast with maple syrup drizzled over the top. That that makes the house smell beautiful. Um, oh, what else do I like for breakfast? I just love cheese on toast. Uh, we've got a multitude of vegan cheeses over here. Um, to you know, for lunch, I love I love making soups. Uh, soups. I love one pot wonders that you can throw everything in. Cook it for half an hour, blitz it, and it tastes divine. So I I love my – I made a a cheesy cauliflower and broccoli soup uh, last week uh, that was delicious. Um, We did carrot and pumpkin, celery, mushroom. The soups are the easiest. Um, I love a big plate of roasted vegetables. Um, I, I like easy food. I don't like complicated things. I don't like to have to stand and read recipes. I just like tasty foods. Easiest thing to do is to go to the Instagram page and have a flick. You know, you'll find something. I mean, it, it, I'll show you ice creams and biscuits and <laughs> drinks and alcohol. Anything that, that's big that's and, and um, cruelty free is on there for that I find for me, So
1: I have a slow cooker and I make a what I call fat burner soup. And I call it a fat burner soup. It's not really burning the fat. It's not like i magically gonna burn your fat off. But why I like it is it's an all-veggie soup that I make in a crock pot. I let it sit for six hours. And it's even better the second day, because I always say every everyone gets to know each other, as I like to say. <laughs> um, but um I like to blend it up um in a in a in a little um little magic little bullet that I have, like a little blender, because I like it all, I like all creamy like that. And I've and I've read that the body um absorbs a lot more of the good stuff when you give it to it that way. But there's also the reverse, which is it's great to eat it chunky and regular style because there's all the fiber and the breakdown that you need there. Um, I will share too much information. And again, this is one of the magic moments on my podcast where I say, I'll probably edit this out and I won't. Um, When I blend it, I can pretty much go through the whole night and not have to pee if I don't blend it. I will be up every hour on the hour having to pee because I think my body is extracting yeah. <laughs> what it needs yeah.
0: slowly. Oh, very good. I thought you were going to go somewhere else
1: with that, but good. No no, 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 no. I won't. I won't. <laughs> but um, the other thing I make, um, I make a banana peanut butter with a splash of almond milk ice cream. That's I good. I chop up bananas yeah. and I freeze them. Yeah. And I put, them in a, I put them in a little mixer, yeah. and then I, I get the peanut butter in. And, I, and if you want to be crazy, you can throw some a little splash of Frangelico or Amaretto mm-hmm. or Kahlua, but yeah. Kahlua, has cre- Kahlua has cream in it, so we're not going to go there. Um, but you can throw that in, and you blend that up. And a friend of mine pointed out, um, when you do the non-alcoholic version, she pointed out, you're making dog ice cream. And I was like, oh, well. I like it too. If he <laughs> likes it, but I like it too.
0: Oh, it is. Yeah, I made that, I did that this year as well. In the summertime, I did the, the banana and peanut butter, but I also made a smoothie, um, and it was frozen bananas, peanut butter, um, what, a couple of dates, and uh, two shots of coffee. Oh, yum. <laughs> and soy milk, and it was so good. It was so good. It tasted, it actually tasted alcoholic, and it wasn't, but it was so good. It was really nice. Bit of a I pick. love
1: I love throwing dates into things. It gives it a little bit of, it also gives a little bit of like, um, like chunky chewiness. Like if you were like eating like a blended ice cream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love keeping my medjool dates in the fridge and and taking them out and chewing them on. It's like chewing toffee. Yeah, they're so good.
1: Now, let me ask you one question. Where did you learn all of the stuff you learned? Did you just explore on the internet? Did you speak with people? Did you read? Where, Where did you learn how to, these recipes from? And also just the, transition that you made uh my transition was instant there, there was no there was no um there was no
0: transition it was an on the spot uh, as soon as I saw that video uh and like I said I literally didn't care what I ate so I started to um google if you put do a google search for vegan recipes or put a, a food in like shepherd's pie vegan shepherd's pie that's one of my favorites um you'll get a million recipes. Google is your best friend when it comes to veganizing things, um, and not so much talking to people. I would have. I was pretty active for a few years um, with with on street activism for for veganism and um, you know cruelty against animals and that. And um, so I made a, a few different friends over the years, but not so much talking about recipes and stuff, I really would have just been what do I like to eat and how do I veganize this? How do I make something creamy while well, I'll throw my cashews in when I'm cooking it? You know, what do I replace um, meat with Well, you can use your lentils? And like my shepherd's pie is the – I used to love it in the, in the bad old days um, whenever, you know, when I was eating meat, which we used minced, minced beef for shepherd's pie, not lamb, minced beef. So in my shepherd's pie now, I'll use um, – Red lentils and green lentils, carrots and onions. I use a mussel um, plant-based stock, which you'd swear you were you were eating like a, a chicken stock. And then in the UK, we have a a, thick, a gravy thickener called Bisto, which darkens and thickens, and it's accidentally vegan. And I'll use that for the, the, the base of it. And then the mash, I'll throw um, parmesan or cheddar into it and, and mash it, and then it'll go into the oven, and it's to die for. And my brother-in-law, who, God forgive him, is a dairy farmer, um, ate it and didn't know that it wasn't meat. So,
1: <laughs> it's, wow. Yeah, you,
0: you can veganize. There's nothing you can't veganize. There's a lot of stuff just comes down to personal taste. It took me a long time to find cheeses that I like because I used to love cheese, uh, but I found an absolutely delicious camembert. Um, lately We've got the, the Cruelty Free shop um, over here that you can order online from, and they, they have a... A gorgeous camembert and a lovely aged white cheddar that I indulge in every now and again. Um, and yeah, there's nothing that you there's nothing you can't do.
1: I make a shepherd's pie, but I have now what I do is I take beyond meat or I take. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, impossible burger meat. Mm-hmm. And I use that as the base. Yeah, yeah. But what I do is I put, um, I put frozen peas into it. Yeah. I put some spinach in frozen spinach. I mix it all up. My hands get very cold. I'm not going to lie people. I put garlic in it. I put salt, pepper, I put some, um, onion powder or onion flakes in it. And then I, I line the bottom of the pan. And then what I do is I, I like, I, like, I love corn god i'm obsessed with corn Uh um i know and i know that corn is basically sugar corn is our is the sugar of vegetables (laughs) good (laughs) so i do a layer of corn and then i do the mash like you just talked about and i do the exact same thing where i sometimes do the corn and then i put the vegan cheese over the corn then the mash because what happens is the vegan cheese melts Mm. in between and holds the corn kind of in place Sounds so good we end these shows with three questions they're easy, easy, easy. you know the answers don't panic. The first one's simple: where can people find you and where can people learn more about what you do and how they can you know very easily veganize their own life?
0: My Instagram food page is vegan food ideas from me, and my ordinary page is carolinevegan vegan number four life so Caroline vegan for life um, and there, there'll be old recipe um Photographs on that on that page. It's more uh, activism and meditation on that page now. Uh, and what was the second part of that question?
1: You nailed it. Um, the next question, you'd see, perfect. The next question can reflect back to anything we already talked about or anything you want to say. The question is simple: Who inspires you?
0: Oh, my mom, my mom, my little mom, my little four foot ten mom in Northern Ireland, and. Um, she had a hard existence raising us, uh, and she did it, and she did it with, with grace, and she did it with, with dignity, and I can't live without her. She's just, you know, I'm 55, she's 74, and I, I still need her. You know, she still gives me advice. She still talks to her. She's vegan, too. She followed me about a year after um, I, I went vegan. She became vegan, too. Uh, so she's a little activist. <laughs> She'll leave her pamphlets about the place and, um, you know, tell people. But my mom inspires me.
1: And the last question, again, can reflect back to anything we already talked about or anything you want to tell me. It's really simple. Tell me something good.
0: People are good. Pe- people people fundamentally are good and don't want to do the wrong thing, don't want to hurt people, don't want don't to cause strife in the world. So they just need to give them the right information um, to let them make better choices and everybody can change. So humans... Humans are good. Humans
1: are good. Now normally I end the show right here and we stop recording, but on that note of humans being good and people can change, I'm gonna make you a deal. Based on yeah. our conversation. I will stop eating eggs. I
0: love you. I love you. I can I say F I F and love you. you, can oh, say, good. you can say any F word you want. <laughs> I fucking love you. Good on you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The body will thank you. Um, um people will look at you now. Um, cause you, you, you're vegan, you know, and they'll, you'll be able to say, I don't eat eggs because, you know, so good. It's a good message.
1: Good. Oh. Well, look, you did, you did my show. So I got to do something for you.
0: Oh, I'm oh, I love them. Thank you, stage. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, the next time I'm in Melbourne, we're having a drink somewhere. And the next time you're in Santa Barbara, California, I will take you to modern times, which is a vegan pub. And the wine, the beer, all the food is 100% vegan, and you will not even know where to start eating. We will eat like kings and queens.
0: It's a date. I love it. Yeah, you you come to Melbourne anytime, and I'll, I'll take you around the vegan end of town over here. It's, it's, we've got some good spots here too. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Caroline, for sharing your good. Follow her on Instagram at vegan food ideas from me for delicious and healthy eats. Next time on World Gone Good. I wanna be able to like find indigenous um, tribes that have no way of like selling their products that live in extreme poverty. And I wanna go there and I wanna pay them a stupid amount, like 10 times more than they would normally be able to get and then be able to ship that to the United States and then sell that on my website so people can support these tribes That without like, I guess the the word that people like to say is colonization. Aaron Murphy, or as he's better known on social media as Murph's Life, Is a regular guy who is doing tremendous amounts of good and posting stories on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter to inspire all of us, all of us to join him in his good deed doing revolution. I am not gonna lie, by any uh, normal quotes in the air standards, his story borders between adventurous and completely insane, all of it for the best reasons possible. I discovered his videos on Instagram, I bawled like a baby, I donated to his cause, and then the next thing I know, I send him a DM and say, hey, want to come on my podcast? And he writes me back like a second later, sure, want to record right now? I'm available. He's got huge energy and huge dreams and a huge heart. If you've ever questioned, what am I doing with my life right now? Just wait. Just wait until you hear what his answer was when he asked himself that very same question and changed his life for the good. Until then, you be good.